Shall we meet beyond the river, where the surges cease to roll, where in all the bright forever, sorrow ne'er shall press the soul? Shall we meet, shall we meet, shall we meet beyond the river, shall we meet beyond the river, where the surges cease to roll. Shall we meet in that blessed harbor, when our stormy voyage is o'er? Shall we meet and cast the anchor by the fair celestial shore? Shall we meet in yonder city, where the towers of crystal shine, where the walls are all of jasper, built by workmanship divine. Shall we meet, shall we meet, shall we meet beyond the river? Shall we meet beyond the river, where the surges cease to roll? Shall we meet with Christ our Savior, when He comes to claim His own, shall we know His blessed favor, and sit down upon His throne? Shall we meet, shall we meet, shall we meet beyond the river? Shall we meet beyond the river, where the surges cease to roll? Amen. Good, good tune there. I like this one too. He took my burdens all away up to a brighter day. He gave me a song. He gave me a song. A wonderful song. A wonderful song. A wonderful song. I now can sing in my heart. Joy bells ring. He gave me a song. He gave me a song. Song. He gave me a song. He gave me a song to sing about. To sing about. He lifted me. He lifted me from sin and death. From sin and death. Oh, praise His name. Oh, praise His name. He is my King. He is my King. A wonderful song. A wonderful song. He is to me. He is to me. Brighter the way grows every day, walking the heavenly way. He gave me a song. He gave me a song. A wonderful song. A wonderful song. A wonderful song. I now can sing praise to Him, my King. He gave me a song. He gave me a song. A wonderful song. A wonderful song. He gave me a song. He gave me a song to sing about. To sing about. He lifted. Say goodbye, he gave me a song. He gave me a 
song, a wonderful song, a wonderful song, and some of these days in that fair land, sing with the chorus, grand, he gave me a song, he gave me a song, a wonderful song, a wonderful song, he gave me a song, he gave me a song, to sing about, to sing about, he lifted me, he lifted me, from sin and death, from sin and death, oh, praise his name, oh, praise song that will cheer us by the way in a little while we're going home for the night will end in the everlasting day in a little while we're going home in a little while in a little while we shall cross the billows fall we shall meet at last when the stormy winds are past. In a little while we're going home. There's a rest beyond, there's relief from every care. In a little while we're going home. And no tears shall fall in that city bright and fair. In a little while we're going home. In a little while, in a little while, we shall cross the billows fall. We shall meet at last when the stormy winds are past. In a little while we're going. Amen. All right. I like this one, too. start over.
My heart can sing when I pause to remember a heartache here is but a stepping stone along a trail that's winding always upward this troubled world is not my final home but until then my heart will go on singing until Until the 
this one before we get started. We're on the battlefield for Jesus. Come and join us in the fight. We're marching against Satan and we're standing for what's right. We won't desert nor surrender, we are soldiers till we die. We're on the battlefield for Jesus, victory is our battle cry. We're on the battlefield for Jesus, come and join our happy throng. We're blood-washed, born-again believers, and we sing a joyful song. King Jesus is our mighty captain, and it's Him we shall obey. We're on the battlefield for Jesus, winning souls for Christ today. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with His redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew Him, and all my love is due Him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. We're on the battlefield for Jesus, come and join us in the fight. Though the enemy be all around us, we shall not be put to flight. By faith we know we have the victory, and no matter what the cost, we will fight to rescue hopeless sinners, not a soul must ever be lost. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with His redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew Him, and all my love is due Him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Amen. All right. Victory in Jesus. That is what it's all about, my friend. The victory is in Jesus. It's not in our own flesh. That is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Nothing. But victory is found in Jesus Christ, and praise the Lord for that. I hope you're having a good week this week. I hope you've been doing well in the Lord, walking in the fear of the Lord, with the power of God, living for Christ, devoting yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ, following the scriptures, obeying them, centering your life in the word of God. 
being focused, being steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain, fighting the good fight of faith, laying hold on eternal life. Amen. I hope that's what's happening right now. I hope that's what you're doing. I hope you're not being a part-time Christian. I hope you're not just being a Christian when people are watching. But I hope every day of your life, every hour, you live and breathe in him, you live and move and have your being. That Christ would have the preeminence in your life. And I hope that's the case this afternoon. I hope that's the case as we live for Jesus, living for Jesus, a life that is true, striving to please him in all that we do, yielding allegiance, glad-hearted and free. This is the message. Amen. So I, I hope that's uh, I hope that's the case here. And got a lot of stuff for you. I am going to try my hardest tomorrow to spend my day putting together a PowerPoint for Sunday on the Ark of the Covenant and Joshua chapter 3. If you'll pray for me that the Lord will bless me and give me uh, good thoughts and understanding of it and would open that up to me, I would love to do a PowerPoint on the Ark of the Covenant. And I'd like it's been a while since I've done a PowerPoint and I'd like to do some. Sometimes I get into this like um, this uh, what do you call it? This mood, I guess, to do PowerPoints, and then I'll just rip off like three or four of them. I don't know if that's going to be the case right now, but I sure'd like to. And I'm itching to get back to the flood, and I'm itching to get back to some creation stuff as the Lord gives me liberty and all that good stuff. So I I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I'd like to. Susan Brandon, how are you? I am glad you are alive. I hope you are doing well, and I hope your family is doing well. Let's say hi to everybody here before I get going. Pilgrim Lady was first here. Joe McDonald, how are you, my friend? I hope you're doing well. Hey, I saw Pilgrim Lady this morning as I was driving. Let's see here. Uh, Teresa, Daryl's wife. How are you, Teresa? How is Daryl, my friend? How are you all doing? I hope you're doing good. Peter Capola. Capola. I don't know about that, Peter. I don't even know if that's your real name. And what kind of, like, I don't know if I believe your last name is AV1611 either. I mean, some guys really like to put on. Carl Winters, you know Carl. You know that's not, it's probably Carl Esperanzo El Rico. It's like a big, long name like this long. Don't let it, don't let Carl fool you. His name is like this long somewhere. I don't know where, but it is. Andrea, how's the baby? Hope you're doing well. How's your family doing? My lovely wife is on here. David, just David. Hi, David. Brother Paul, I hope you're doing well out there, taking some freezing cold temperature winter time off. Hey, guess what I did? I went for a 2.6, almost 2.6 mile walk in this cold. That was pretty good for me. I think I'll do it again tomorrow. It felt good to be out there. It felt good to be out and getting some fresh air, man. I needed it. Okay, let's see. Carrie Acker. 
Hope you're doing well. Joshua from Cairo Command Center. A.D. Marshall. Narrowboat Mum. Mum. Must be from England. Mum. Mary, how are you? America Monte de Dosa, Dosa, Dosa. That one. Yeah, be nice, Peter. Hello, Fabian. All right, let's see if I miss anybody. Tracy, hope you're doing well. Deborah Hearn, I did get your email, Deborah, and I do plan on looking at that very soon. Jody Hammond, how are you? And when I say Hammond Egger, don't worry, I'm not referring to Jody Hammond. That's just Hammond Egger. That's just what I say. That doesn't have anything to do with Jody Hammond, just so you know. Good afternoon, Danielle. How are you? Is it Danielle? Danielle? How am I supposed to say your name? Danelli? How am I supposed to say your name? I better say it right. How are you? Hope you're doing good. Blaine Medlin. Zip Freer. How's it going, man? Hope you're doing well. Baby's doing great. Our baby's doing good. He's eating and pooping and sleeping. Okay, that's what he's doing. Now, Chris, these are the introductions. Um, So, you know, some people that come on board here and they listen to me, I actually talk to people and interact with people and do all that kind of stuff. So I'll get to the point of the broadcast, but people are here to be here for two hours. They're not here to be here for 10 seconds. I'm not saying you are. I'm just warning you. Because if you're looking for an information dump in five minutes, not going to happen here. I don't play that. I don't do that. But, hey, good to have you aboard. Hope you're doing well. Glad to see you on here. I just, I'm just warning you, okay? Okay, let's see. Wayne C., how's it going? All right, there we go. Jay Cobb. The father of Corn Cobb. Yep. And Princess Cobb. All right. They're known as the Cobbites. Good. Glad to hear everybody's doing well. You know, I want to talk to you about something today that that kind of it kind of just developed over the over the course of the morning. And I actually probably yesterday I started to talk. Who pooped the baby pooped? The baby popped and my dog pooped. So, 
I want to talk to you about this cancel culture thing. I want to talk to you about this COVID, you know, COVID being part of that, I believe. And the real goal of the cancel culture. And I'm telling you, it's so blatantly obvious. I want you Christians to understand something and understand it very well. That to this world, you and I are the enemy. Now, we know it. And we know where to love our enemies, and that's what we do. They don't love us, though. Because, you see, we stand in their way. So I'm going to show you a bunch of things today, but I want you to understand that we stand in their way. And they don't like it. See, they don't stand in our way. Because our God is so much bigger than any of them. But their God is the God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. See, I told you this before, that that whole thing about that whole capital chaos thing and all that stuff, yes, stuff really happened there, not as bad as they're making it out to be, and not because of all those old people that were gathered around there, but because of a bunch of props, FBI props. And just overall bad people. There's bad people out there. There just is. But the gist of it was a psyop. And what is it about? Canceling Christianity. That's what it's about. See, they're, I'm going to show you how they, they want to tie Christianity. Canceling Christianity is what it's all about. Now, see, I believe there was a trap set years ago. And I warned everybody about this. I warned everybody about this. That that trap was being set years ago. And the trap that was being set was to tie tie Christians to Donald Trump. And Christians fell for it. Now, whether you agree with my take on Trump or not, that's not what this entire broadcast is about. But they want to cancel Trump. And then they want to cancel all of the people involved with him but it's not about canceling trump because trump is going to get on his high horse and he's going to gallop away with his money and he's going to be fine but guess who's 
going to be persecuted. Christians. Real Bible-believing Christians. Look, the world system and even the, the government of the United States of America, its politicians and everybody else, they hate biblical Christianity. They are absolutely ran by the God of this world. And because of that, because of that, biblical Christianity will be hated. Why do you think all of these politicians got on board and agreed with each other? Like right away about all the psyop of all the QAnon. And I would have put QAnon in the title, but they would have just kicked it out. So I didn't. But all this stuff about QAnon, and all, all, which was a setup, which was a trap, which was a nothing that QAnon said would, happened. Nothing in that sense. So you have all you have this cancel culture going on. But let's we'll get we'll go from the mild to the deep. I want to show you something that's the dumbest thing in the world. Look at this. Not Aunt Jemima. I like Aunt Jemima. But they got rid of Aunt Jemima. But isn't that just like isn't that just like a bunch of white racists? They get rid of Aunt Jemima, but they keep the pancakes and the syrup. What's up with that? So Aunt Jemima's gone. Replaced with the Pearl Milling Company. So, here's another one for you. Look. Here's Land Lakes Butter. Hey, there's the Indian. Not anymore. Guess what? Stinky, dirty white people, look what they did. They kept the land, they kept the lakes, and they got rid of the Indian. How does that even make sense? How does that even make sense? Wait a minute. You took the Indian away and you kept the land. Hey, that sounds familiar. (laughs) Liberals are really stupid, or they're really smart, one of the two. Hey, look. There's no Indian. Well, that's just the beginning, right? 
That's the beginning. Now Uncle Ben's. Uncle Ben's rice. Canceled. Cancel Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben don't even get the rice, man. How is this supposed to be a good idea anyway? So you go through and you just change everything, right? You just cancel everything. Right? So that's that that's just these are just minor ways. If someone speaks out, well, they want to erase them. They did it with Alex Jones. Now, Alex Jones, make no mistake about it, is a shill. Alex Jones is a shill. Alex Jones is an agent of the government, for sure. Like, without a doubt. Right? I think anybody can understand that. Alex Jones is at the riot, or at the riot at the Capitol. They called a riot. And then what happened? Alex Jones goes away. All these people get arrested. Alex walks off. Making that money. Right? Okay, so. But this cancel culture... It's about canceling not it's about canceling Christ. If you cancel Christ, now we know that's not possible. When I say that, I mean that's what this world wants to do. And that's what? That's the spirit of antichrist. But I can show you in scripture that. Are you ready? It's right here. God warned us it was going to happen in these end times. He said, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God. Or that is worshipped. So, what's going on right now? Well, there's that spirit that's going to oppose and exalt itself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. Now, that's going to be a man that comes and does that. So that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. So there's a spirit that does this. It's the spirit of Antichrist. It's Babylon. It's mystery Babylon. It's the spirit of the world, right? And that spirit that spirit is the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. 
That's what the spirit is. And it's voicing, it's, it's destroying the voice of all opposition. All ideas that do not coincide with the collective. Then it is canceled. Now, they're not going to be able to do that that easy because God said that his word's going to be here and there's going to be a remnant. However, they are going to try, and that's the goal. The goal is to cancel Christ. That's the goal. The goal is to cancel Christianity. The goal is to cancel every fundamental of the family, of the home, of the church, of the word of God. That's the goal. To cancel it. And if your voice speaks anything that remotely sounds biblical, that sounds right, then you're labeled a misogynist. They scream out down with the patriarchy. They want to shake up every bit of normalcy that's out there. Any fundamental institution that's out there, they have an absolute desire to shake up. That's the goal. That's what they want to do. And it is what they're systematically doing. And if they can frame it and do it by law, if they can frame it and do it, their mischief by law, then good for them is what they think. If it's possible for them to do it like that, then that's what they want to do. So I'm going to show you some of those things. That's the goal, friend. Make no mistake, it's not to shut up conservative principles. Because most of these stinking so-called conservative principles are garbage. They don't even believe in them. If you think these, most of these politicians believe in any of these things, yeah, right. Like Mitch McConnell, Orville Redenbacher. You actually think Orville Redenbacher believes... In conservative principles? Really? While his wife, Chinese, connected to the Chinese Chinese government? Whatever. It's just a stinking joke. It's Orville Redenbacher. So this is their spirit. This is what the cancel culture is about. Don't think it's about like 
Republican versus Democrats. Because Republicans have conceded to the LGBTQ long ago. You want to know when you put the death knell completely into the Republican Party? I'll tell you when it was. It was the death knell. Death nail. It was. Guess when it was. Republican National Convention. Trump. 2016. That's when. When the sodomite movement was clapped for on stage. Done. Done. It was a new party. I mean completely a new party. Because they got ham and eggers to clap for homos. So it was over. It was over right there. That's when it was done. Now, the... The essence of this has nothing to do with the Republicans, has nothing to do with Trump. Trump's a figurehead. Trump is someone that you, that they set up to knock down. It is the ideology. It is God's word. It is the Bible. Remember what I showed you a week or, or not a week ago, Monday. Let's see. And get to what I showed you Monday here. Monday I showed you Snopes labels creationism as a conspiracy theory. Right there. That's Snopes. That Antichrist. Probably ran by the Jewish sod mob and others. I don't know. I haven't looked into it, but I've heard that. Right? Mm-hmm. Somebody said, I'm concerned that all of this is going to lead to violence against churches. Well, of course it is. That's the goal. That's the goal of Antichrist. That's the goal. It is. That's Antichrist's goal. Always has been. Always will be. See, it's one of the reasons, that's a good point, Chris Lucas, it's one of the reasons that I, you know, one of the reasons I didn't believe he was real I thought it was I thought he was like I thought Trump was like a an, a cartoon character as well. Um See I never connected myself with any of those politicians. And the reason why I didn't with Trump is because why well, I, I believe Trump was a big psyop and it worked. It worked. It absolutely worked. It has worked. 
Yep. It absolutely has has worked wonders. So many pastors on board and so many churches on board with Trump. Now, but this cancel culture was something, he was somebody to, to, to lift up, to knock down for a purpose. And to make the position look so incredibly squirrely, so impre- incredibly bad, so incredibly violent, so, so incredibly evil. In order to pass right in order to make all Christians look bad when it's not even Christian doctrine anything that they were promoting was not Christian doctrine Not even in the least bit. Now, so preacher, give me some examples of what you're talking about here. I thought this one was interesting. I want to show you this one first. Because with the cancel culture comes some programming. You know, Brother Jim said something to me the other day that we were talking a little bit on Sunday morning. And You know, we we were talking Sunday morning. A little bit uh, on text. I shouldn't say talking. We were texting back and forth Sunday morning. And, you know, he talked about something about programming, how Facebook and those people, they put things in front of you and they really make friends enemies. They really get you to go after your brother, uh, go after disagreements or to misunderstand people that you actually agree with that you actually know in person. So, people that you know in person, you'll think something. I had people, literally, that watch videos about me, that knew me personally. Now, not most of them. Most people that knew me personally thought it was all a bunch of garbage. Thank God. Because they're not stupid. They knew me. But people that didn't, that some people, though, that knew better to watch videos and stuff that they saw and actually believe them. Right? Well, they knew full well that wasn't true. But they believed what they saw. Happens. Now, so there's some programming that goes along with this cancel culture. Uh, Facebook does it with algorithms and so does uh, YouTube. They'll put things in front of you because they are trying to program people. We are even, we have to be careful that our Objective our, our our standard for everything and rule and faith and practice is not what we see on YouTube, not what's thrown in front of our face, not what's what the algorithms put before us, but it's the word of God.
that it's the word of God. Not what we see on a YouTube video, not my videos, not anything. Unless I'm not bringing you the word of God, unless I'm bringing you the word of God, which I I am and I try to, I try to give you biblical principles always. But I'm still subject to that book. But there's programming that they're doing. Facebook will temporarily show less political content to some users. Now, you know, I find this kind of interesting because somebody just said something that I want to kind of stop and capitalize on a little bit. Somebody said, I think Biden is safer just because at least people will resist him. That part is true. I I actually agree with that. But I noticed something. Did anybody else notice something? That they canceled Trump the way they did. Now, now follow me here. Stay with me, guys. Don't get too caught up in the in the side talk. Follow me here for a minute, though. Have you noticed how it seems like everything is so much more calmer now? That you're not as agitated? That you feel like some nice old man is up there in the White House? And like you're not as agitated by things, you're not as stirred up and there's not a ruckus going on all the time. You know, there's not like fights going on all the time. Like there's not, there doesn't feel like this like um, constant strife. Well, that's being done on purpose because here's the truth. Biden is passing a ton of executive orders. It is eerily calm. I'm glad somebody else is catching on to what I'm saying. Maybe you guys aren't. They haven't put me to sleep. I'm not asleep, believe me. If you think this preacher right here is sleeping, you're nuts. Because I ain't been sleeping, trust me. But let me say let me say this to you. There's there's you're being programmed to be lulled to sleep. And to act like everything's good when it isn't. It's actually really bad. And you have the media not reporting Because you're being programmed. There's a program reaction. There's a program solution. There's a there. there, It's it's a program. I told you. There's people that think Biden's crazy, and he's not. Biden is a brilliant Jesuit handler. And I know you're all going to say I'm nuts for it. But I'm not. He knows what he's doing. He was Obama's handler in the White House. And he knows exactly what he's doing. 
and he's not crazy. And neither is Trump. Trump wasn't crazy either. Trump was a brilliant genius that was able to that was able to be in every single news cycle. And he's going to reemerge in that news cycle with his own. He's going to reemerge in his own news cycle. Why? Because it's part of the programming of the cancel culture. They quieted that down. They had to have him off of there and not speaking. So the boring old calm dude could do what he did. Because it's part of the plan. Now. Facebook is temporarily reducing the amount of political content on newsfeed for a small percentage of users in Canada, Brazil, and Indonesia. The company said it will take similar steps in the U.S. in the coming weeks. Facebook announced Wednesday that it will temporarily reduce the amount of political content on newsfeeds for a small percentage of users in certain countries. The move comes after the company announced last month that it will no longer recommend political groups to users and will consider steps to reduce political content in the newsfeed following the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Oh. The temporary reduction of newsfeed political content will start this week. Some users in Canada, Brazil, and Indonesia will take similar steps in the U.S. The company said it will explore ways to rank political content using different signals than it had previously used. So basically, they're going to tell you what you're allowed to hear. What you're allowed to hear about. Because it's part of the program. It's part of the game. It's part of the cancel culture. Got to cancel the opposition. Did you know that sometimes people that you don't agree with actually tell the truth? This will sound weird to you, but you know there's some like liberal crazy people out there that actually tell the truth about things sometimes. I don't mean you should follow them. What I'm saying is is that sometimes they're independent news sources and they just actually tell the truth. It happens. So, but it's something that people don't, they want to reject it automatically because of where it comes from, not whether it's true. But there's a narrative that has to be pushed. There's a narrative that that has to be pushed. And the narrative is the crazy white religious fundamentalist Christian people narrative. That has to be pushed. Why? To cancel them. 
That's the goal. It has to be dangerous for you to have liberty. That's what the cancel culture says. It's dangerous for you to have liberty. So what are they going to do? Turn to Galatians chapter 2 because this is what they're going to do. I'm talking about this tonight. Man, I'm excited about tonight. Tonight I'm going to preach a message uh, on Acts chapter 15. First three verses. The first three verses, okay? And I deal with the spying out of liberty and the other things. It'll be interesting. Anyway, look at this. It says here, and, beca- and that because of false brethren unawares brought in who came in privily to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. So there's this, that's what's going on. And by the way, you have FBI agents and you have everybody spying out liberty and spying out these groups and being part of all those. Say, Pastor, have you ever known any of those agents or those people? Well, I don't know them personally. Do I know if they ever came here? I kind of have an idea they did. But I don't know them. Right? Am I afraid of them? No, because I haven't done anything but preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. You know, we've preached the word. That's all we've done. We don't believe in violence, we don't believe in any of those things. In fact, We speak against those things. But here's the thing. They do infiltrate churches. They do infiltrate these groups. And they do build up just like they do to Muslims and everybody else. That's part of what they do. That's part of the cancel culture too. And have I had ministers of Satan transformed here into the ministers of righteousness oh yeah i've had them so close to me the devils were breathing down my neck and i didn't know it until it was too late so yeah i know what it's like but let me say this to you that that this is it's bigger than any government it's bigger than any of that It is the spirit of Antichrist. It is, this cancel culture is Satan's foot in the door. See, when Satan could not stop the martyrs by killing them, that they only produce more, then he brought a man named Constantine along. And Constantine came along, and he merged the church with the state. And he corrupted the Holy Seed. That's what he did. And that's what these guys do. And that's what it's about.
Now, let me show you some more examples of this. And by the way, let, let me say something here before I get to that area. Let, let me say something to you, okay, uh, about that. Let me, let me help you with something. By God's grace, let me say this, by God's grace, to make sure you understand. Let me say this as best I can. By God's grace, you won't embarrass me You won't embarrass me about this book. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm not a politician, so I'm a preacher. Not looking for fans, looking to glorify Jesus Christ. So what I mean by that is, if you hauled me in front and said, do you really believe this about the Bible? I'm going to say, yeah. By God's grace, yes. Do you really believe in a six-day literal creation? Yeah. Do you really believe in men being the head over their wives? Fathers being the head over their families? Do you really believe in the divine order of the sexes? Do you really believe transgenderism is devil possession? Do you really believe that God hates sodomy? Do you really hate in in man-led ministries? Or do you or do you really believe in man-led ministries? And do you really hate that spirit of Jezebel, that spirit of antichrist? And do you really believe that King James Bible is the infallible, perfect, inspired word of God? And do you really believe in wives being keepers at home? That the word of God be not blasphemed? Are you really against birth control? Do you really believe that no no effeminate shall enter into the kingdom of heaven? Do you really believe that? Yeah, I do. Do you really believe the Bible? Yeah, I do. 
Yeah, I actually do. Do you really believe? Do you really believe that men ought to dress like men and women ought to dress like women? And that you're against men cross-dressing like a woman and then so then you're against women cross-dressing like a man? Yeah, I am. Like, I want to throw it all on the table right now. Like, I'm not trying to hide anything. That's what I believe. And I don't have a desire to apologize. And if everybody, like, vacates and goes away, because I believe ladies ought to wear dresses and skirts and ought to be modest, modest dresses and skirts, and I believe men ought to dress modestly as well, and I believe... I'm not, I'm not, like, like I'm not going to cry if you go away. Do you see what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Because I'm not running from what I believe. And I really do believe in geocentricity. I really believe the sun do move. I really believe when God says the sun rises and the sun sets, I believe that. And that the earth doesn't move, I believe that. And I believe it's wrong for women to lead. And I believe it's right for men to lead. And I'm not looking to change God's order. So I, I just want to throw all that out there, kind of, before I get into all these other things. You know, I just want to make sure that you understand, like, I'm not running from what I believe. Like, they can't shame me by calling me a knuckle dragger. Because I'm not the one that says that I came from apes. I think they're the knuckle draggers. I didn't come from a beast. I don't follow the religion of the beast. They do. I don't follow the Kabbalah. I don't believe in the Big Bang. I didn't learn that from the Kabbalah. Like they did. I'm not re- I'm not vainly religious like they are. I believe in real religion. So, I'm just I'm saying that because I want you to understand like like you wouldn't like to be able to surprise you be like, "You really believe that?" Yeah, and let me give you another one I believe while I'm at it here. While we're at it with the cancel culture and everything else, let me say this. I, I believe that you ought not be drinking booze either. That you ought not be a stinking drunkard. And you ought not be drinking alcohol. And I'm one of those old-fashioned preachers that still believe that you ought to abstain from it. That you ought to stay away from it. That it stingeth like an adder. I believe, I, I believe that too. And I believe you ought not be smoking dope and tripping on acid and living like a devil.
and that sex is for marriage. It's the marriage bed and it's called undefiled and God hates adultery and fornication and perversion. Yeah, I still believe that. And I believe that if you're living in, in fornication and you're, and you're sleeping with somebody that's not your husband or your wife, that you're a fornicator. You're an adulterer. And you're a whore. And a whoremonger. And a pervert. And if you're looking at pornography and you're practicing pornography, I believe you're a pervert and I believe you need to repent. And if you haven't been saved, you need to get saved because then you'll then God will take it out of your heart. If you are saved, you ought to be ashamed of yourself and you ought to walk with God. And you ought to repent of that stuff and you ought to take a hammer and you ought to take a, a baseball bat and bust every computer screen that you have to. Yeah, I, I believe all those things. I'm not running from any of those things. And I believe you ought to be married. And you ought to raise children and live for God. And I believe your wife ought to stay home and take care of the children. And I believe you ought to work hard and be a man and take care of your family. So, I mean, I just want to make sure that... Uh, and I believe in up with the patriarchy, not down with it. I believe those things. I have no desire to run from those things. Now I believe that God says we ought to earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. So, you know, before I get into that, I, I, I wanted to share with you that I'm not trying to run from anything. I'm not looking to hide from anything. Chris Lucas, you asked me, so I get put in time out for what? Ministry of Truth in this room too? Um, I don't know who you are, and for you to advertise some ministry on my page... I have no reason to trust that. Do you realize how many absolute enemies I have? How many people put wicked stuff on my page constantly? How many people share things that are wrong? I have no way to vet you, and I have no way to know who you are. And I have an audience of people that are following me, and I have a duty, and I have, and I have a responsibility to make sure that they're not following heresy. So yes, I did do that. Because I don't know who you are. And people come on here to follow this ministry, not somebody else's. So that's why, yeah. That's just the way it is. And I'm not apologizing for it either. I'm not backing off of it either. So, that's just the way it goes. 
This, this is a ministry of Old Paz Baptist Church, a local New Testament church. And this is an extension of that ministry. And that's how we roll around here. I, I don't grab, I, I, I have no idea who you are or what your agenda is. I have no idea. And I've try, I'm trying to be as polite as I absolutely can about it. In fact, if you wouldn't have brought it up, I wouldn't have brought it up. I was trying to be quiet about it. I have no idea who you are. I have no idea what you stand for. And right now, all you're doing is interrupting me. That's what you're doing. So anyway. All right. Man, I'm getting fired up now. All right, guys, I'm going to play a song here, and I'm going to, I'm going to take a drink here of my water, and I'm going to play a song here, and then we'll get right back into it. Mary had a baby, ain't that good news? Mary had a baby, ain't that good news? Mary had a baby, he is the king of glory. Mary had a baby, ain't that good news? He will die to save us, ain't that good news? He will die to save us, ain't that good news? Die to save us, honor the name of Jesus. He will die to save us into that good news. Who is the baby? Who is the babe of Bethlehem? He is the Savior. He comes to die for every man. He is called King Jesus, everlasting Father, wonderful Counselor, mighty God, gentle Shepherd, loving Prince of Peace. Mary had a baby, ain't that good news? Christ is soon returning, ain't that good news? Christ is soon returning, ain't that good news? Christ is soon returning, oh how my heart is yearning. Christ is soon returning, that's good news. Who is the baby? Who is the babe of Bethlehem? He is the Savior. He comes to die for every man. Mary had a baby. Jesus died to save us. He is soon returning. Ain't that good news? Amen. All right. Ain't that good news? Chris says, I don't worry about anything if it's truth. A hurricane of lies won't phase it, so I don't think nothing of it. Let people say whatever on my channel, so I'm sorry. Well, that's because you're not a pastor and you don't have a bishop's heart. See, I do care because it's the little foxes that spoil the vines. All it takes is a little bit of seeds of discord and doubt and bad things to infect people to hurt them. That's the difference in somebody that just runs some ministry online and has no accountability, no authority, and nothing like that, and somebody that's a pastor that, that shepherds a flock, that sees the damage that happens through, through false doctrine, through discord, and through everything else. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that you may be a new lump. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Amen. 
So let us keep the feast. Not with old leaven, right? Neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Hey, those were our memorization verses. If there's any kids listening, do you guys remember that? Hey, some of our kids got all 13 verses, man. Two of mine did, and the other ones did really good. That's right. Jesus came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The Bible says he came unto his own and his own received him not, but to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name. Amen. All right. Good news. That's right. Here we go. The Scots government caves into trans activists throwing free speech protections into doubt. Scotland's Justice Secretary Hamza Yousaf looks set to water down plans to protect criticism of racial, of radical gender ideology. In his controversial hate crime bill, the proposed free speech clause had stated behavior or material is not to be taken to be threatening or abusive solely on the basis that involves includes discussion or criticism of matter relating to transgender identity. The amendment would have helped protect people who uphold the biological understanding of sex from facing criminal investigation. Women's groups and leading SNP figures had welcomed the amendment, stressing the need for clear free speech protections on trans issues in the bill. But Mr. Yusuf tweeted on Monday, I've spoken to opposition members and we have all agreed not to move our amendments in relation to freedom of expression. Oh, so no group feels targeted. The government would draft a broad FOE clause claiming it would cover all characteristics so no group feels targeted. The U-turn came after the trans activists complained. So what are they trying to do? Well, they're, they're, they're trying to cancel Christianity. Sounds good, Claire Duncan. Hope you're doing well. Oh, Claire, Claire, that's uh, Claire Duncan. That man on the screen is the face of a very wicked little man being from Scotland. We see and hear so much of this wicked man and the evil political party he does his evil work for. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that. I do appreciate that for sure. Um, well, and there you have it. So so what what you have here is an example of what I'm talking about. This is meant to silence Christianity. See, David Cloud wrote an article a long time ago. What will be illegal when homosexuality is accepted, when homosexuals have rights or are accepted? And it was a really good article because it told the truth. It told the truth about... The fact that once once they outlaw or they, once they give special rights to homosexuals and all those things, once they do that, then by default, they have to accept homosexuality.
right? Once you accept that, then you have to reject free speech. You have to reject the Bible. You have to reject Christianity. And Christianity can no longer speak. People that believe in Christian principles and the Word of God, they're going to be shut up. That's what this is saying. See, why? Because they're trying to cancel Christ. That's what this is about. It's not about, look, why? Because of the word of God, we're the only ones that really stand against that LGBTQ movement. We're it. The secular world will fold. Biblical Christians that follow the word of God can't fold on these issues. They can't. They can't walk away from these issues. They can't say, well, okay, I can accept it now. We can't. Because it's against God's word. They know that. We're the only ones that are unbendable. Like, we're the ones that won't give in. We're the ones that won't bend. We won't bow. Right? Um, let's see. This is Daniel chapter 3. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship at the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, worshipeth that he should be cast in the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king, Nebuchadnezzar, spake and said unto them, Is it true? Is it true? O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if you worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour in the midst of a burning fiery furnace. 
And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Well, you're about to find out. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden images thou hast set up. But you know something? Nebuchadnezzar wanted to get rid of these guys, but you know he couldn't. And if God wants you alive, no matter what the persecution is and no matter what's going on, God will deliver you out of it. They said that. They said, well, if God delivers us, well. But if not, either way, we ain't bowing. We ain't giving in and we're not accepting it. See, the cancel culture, they want a forced, forced exception. They want to force you to accept them. Not that you just leave them alone. They don't want to be left alone. No, they want special rights. They want you to be forced to accept their perversion. That's what they want. They want to force it. Here's another one. Seattle School. Schools teach K-5 students to pick gender and disrupt the nuclear family. This week, Seattle Public Schools and other area schools are teaching students in the kindergarten to pick their gender, combat a so-called heteropatriarchal society, and disrupt the nuclear family structure. The lessons are part of the Black Lives Matter at school movement. You mean a Marxist? Racist? Perverted? Organization. Yeah. Yep. Why? Well, because what they're doing is they're, they're trying to cancel Christianity. It's about canceling Christ. Yeah, like they don't want you to have soul liberty. We know they're allowed to make their decision. If they're going to be pervert, perverts, then they're going to be perverts. As long as they don't harm us or force us or do anything like that, then we wouldn't do anything. But what do they want to do? They want to indoctrinate.
right? And they want to force your children to cancel their family. They want to they want to force you to cancel your family. That's the goal. That's what they want to do. And that's what they're doing. They're planting that in the minds of the children. That's what they're putting into the minds of children here. Seattle Public Schools yesterday kicked off what the Washington Education Association is calling the Black Lives Matter at School Week of Action. However, my next guest writes that this looks like a case of political indoctrination. Quote, a deeper dive into the curriculum that Seattle schools will teach shows the intent is clear. It's to forward a leftist political agenda. The lessons present BLM and good and police as evil. So they present BLM as good and police as evil. Jason Rance joins me now, KTTH, Seattle radio talk show host. So, Jason, what went wrong with with the intentions of this? Oh, I don't think anything went wrong. I think that was the intention. This is curriculum that, to be clear, doesn't just impact Seattle. This is happening all across the country this week in schools. It teaches students explicitly how to become progressive social justice activists. It forwards a number of anti-police narratives, including that police purposefully target African-Americans with the intent to kill, that they choose not to de-escalate, that they are quick to use force because of their training. This is curriculum that says any jail or immigration law is state violence. And it doesn't just stop on policing and issues of diversity. It specifically says that it's going after the family structure. It teaches kids as young as kindergartners that they should be choosing their own gender. And I think my favorite line from some of the uh, curriculum that was put out there was, treating everyone the same might be unintentionally oppressive. So this is the kind of stuff that right now is being taught to children all across the country, but of course, especially here in Seattle. Was there anything about we're in it together, we're all Americans? I, I, I'm just curious. No. After no, everything of course that we've not. been this... through since May 25th, I, I'm curious if that language was there. It, it should be there, but unfortunately it is not. And what's worse is by design, at least in the Seattle Public School District, they are not presenting alternative opinions to the Black Lives Matter political talking points. They basically argue in their strategic plan, and this was something that was sent to me yesterday by a spokesperson with, with SPS, saying the predominant viewpoint for the past several decades has been the quote-unquote alternative view, and that's led to institutionalized racism, so it's not being presented. And, by the way, teachers are allowed to give out their opinions in the classroom. All they have to do is make sure that they label it wow. as such. And so what I've been telling people well, to do is make sure as your kids are there, make sure as a parent you're just monitoring. I mean, for the most part, we're talking about remote learning, so you're able to monitor and have deeper so conversations with your students about what's going on. 
uh, in Oregon measure is decriminalizing possession of a hard drug. So what's going on here? Well, they're in, they're they're trying to cancel the family, the traditional family. That's what BLM's about. BLM, but they but see in this way what they want to do is they're not they're indoctrinating children with this. They're sticking this in children's minds and they're corrupting their minds. That's the goal. The goal is to cancel the nuclear family. The goal is down with the patriarchy. They absolutely hate the patriarchy. They hate the way that God made man and woman. And they want to cancel any opposition to that. They want to start battles and fights and wars in the classroom with this. So you go, actually not in the classroom, in the home. See, these kids will go home and they'll take that ideology with them. And when then their father or their mother says, hey, we don't believe that. Or the kid comes home and says, and he's a boy and he says, oh, I want to be a girl. Let me tell you something, you little squirt. And you big, dumb, stupid, educated idiots that are teaching this garbage. I want to look you right in your eye, you big, dumb, stupid fools, and tell you the truth. That you have got to be the most foolish, idiotic, satanic people ever. And why is that? Because you can't be that dumb to actually believe a little three or four or five or six-year-old kid who's not old enough to own a cell phone, except you give them one, who's not old enough to make decisions about where they go and what they do is going to determine life-altering decisions? That's what they have parents for. It's so foolish. And they're satanic. But it's about, make no mistake about it, it's about canceling Christ. That's what it's about. That's the reason they're doing it. That's the intent. Why? Look at this. Teachers are specifically informed that their students need to see problematic our binary notions of gender are. How problematic they are. With that in mind, the students must reject what their doctor or parents say about their biological gender. This is literally insanity. It is programming. It is mind control. It is satanic abuse. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
If our doctor and our parents assigned us a gender and it matches what we feel inside, then we could say we are cisgender. However, we may look like what society says a girl or boy should look like, but instead we feel something different than just boy or just girl. We are somewhere in between. We could say that we are gender expansive or transgender. No, I tell you, you're stupid. You're on drugs. You are devil-possessed. You don't live in reality. They don't live in reality. They're possessed. Satanic. This is satanic abuse. This is about canceling Christ. This is an absolute 100% satanic conspiracy. That's what it is. It's to destroy the family. That's exactly what it is. They say everybody has the right to choose their own gender. Um, no, you don't. I thought we were following science. Science. I thought we believed science. Right? I thought we believed science. Well, they don't believe science. Wait, so you can make whatever you want up in your mind? Yeah. Well, that's not science. That's a belief system. Look at this. It's a religion. It's a religion. This is a religion. Everyone, everybody has the right to choose their own gender by listening to their own heart and mind. Lalina Garcia writes in talking to young children about the guiding principles of the movement for black lives. Everyone gets to choose if they are a, a girl or a boy or neither or something else. Um, no, you don't. That's a religion. That's their faith by listening to your own heart and mind. So, that's Genesis 6. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. That's right, Becca. That's exactly what they're doing. So there's no, that there's no right and there's no wrong. Do what thou wilt. It shall be the whole of the law. See, it's their imagination.
The Bible talks about that imagination. And it came to pass when, they, when, when he heareth the words of this curse that he blessed himself in his heart, saying, I shall have peace, though I walk in the imagination of mine heart. They're walking in the imagination of their own hearts. That doesn't make it a reality. And heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, the Bible says, God hates. It says here, but they hearkened not nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels of and in the imagination of their evil heart and went backward and not forward. That's how they walk in the imagination of their evil hearts. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. That's what they're doing. What does the Bible tell us to do? No, you don't get to choose your own gender. God said he made two. Male and female. The Bible says casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. But they want to cancel Christ. Here's another one. Supreme Court allows California churches to hold indoor services in limited capacity. Well, let me stop here and say, let me be very clear. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. I don't care what they say. Why? Because the Supreme Court, they don't get to cancel church. The governor don't get to cancel church. They want to cancel church. They want to cancel part of your services. They want to cancel, well, you can sing songs, but you got to wear a mask. you got to do this. No, we, let's be clear. We don't have to do anything you say. You didn't give us the right. The Supreme Court doesn't give anybody the right to do anything. The federal government doesn't give anybody the right to do anything. God gives the inalienable right to do those things. Oh, but the Supreme Court allows churches to hold indoor services. Oh, I didn't know it was the Supreme Court's decision. I didn't know it was. I thought it was the Lord that called his church together to assemble. So what do they want to do? Well, the cancel culture wants to cancel church. They want to tell some of these churches, well, by the way, they paid these churches money. These 501c3 churches got paid a lot of money. Some of them got two or $300,000. Some got a million dollars. 
हाँ But God's word doesn't say that, oh, well, the state can cancel church. The governor can cancel church. The Supreme Court can give you church. The church belongs to Jesus Christ. He purchased it with his own blood. But make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it, though. That it's the Lord's church. And he's the one that opens and closes the door. He's the one that takes the candlestick away if they don't repent. But make no mistake about it, when they leave the bars open and the church closed, when the liquor stores open and the churches are closed, right, like I would actually let the United States government tell me, hey, now don't have communion. Oh, well, God tells me to have it. God's word tells me to observe the Lord's table. God's word tells us to do that. And we would obey God rather than man, even though they want to cancel church. What's wrapped communion? W-R-A-P-P-E-D. What's wrapped communion? I don't know what that is. No clue what that is. You know, here's another example that wanting to cancel church. Pastor accused of spreading the coronavirus demands apology from Oneida County. This this Baptist pastor here, they accused him of uh, spreading coronavirus. Right? He got threatened on social media and church attendance has plunged since September 30th news conference while Pacenti said Morris had recklessly spread the disease while knowing he had it. Morris said that's not true. The truth that he said is that shortly after you came down with a classic COVID-19 symptom, the loss of taste and smell, he went to Utica for a rapid test. When it came back positive, he and his family quarantined in their house next to the church. And Morris said he cooperated with the health department contact tracers until he thought they were invading the privacy of his children in the church. Well, I mean, I, I can be clear about that. I, I want to be as clear as I can about that, that 
I have no desire to give them a list. I didn't sign up for their health department stuff. I don't have any of their signs on the door. I don't have their 501c3. I don't have their, I don't have their, um, I, I don't, we don't have any of those things. No, we're not better than anybody. I'm just saying that we don't, we don't have any of those things. Why? Well, it's none of their business. That's why. Mm-hmm. None of their business. At all, period. But they got that pastor. Why? Because they want to cancel church. You bet they do. Right? Oh, you bet they want to cancel church. Look at Bill Maher. Radical Jew. Bill Maher blames Capitol Riot on Christianity, conflates QAnon conspiracies with religious thinking. HBO host Bill Maher on Friday blamed the Capitol Riot on Christianity and conflated those who believe QAnon conspiracy theory with those who have faith in religion. As long as we're going to go to the trouble of another impeachment trial, we might as well be honest about what it's really about. The events of January 6th were a faith-based initiative. And Trumpism is a Christian national movement that believes Trump was literally sent from heaven to save them. I don't believe that. I believe Trump's from hell. I don't believe he's from heaven. I believe he's going to hell. Trump was literally sent from heaven to save them, Mar added playing a clip of Senator Tommy Tuberville. There's a lot of talk now in liberal corners about how Republicans should tell their base who still believe the election was rigged that they need to grow up and move on. Well, I think it was rigged. And I think it was all rigged and caused to, to, for people to rage because they did it on purpose. And of course, it's a mass delusion, but the inconvenient truth here is that if If you accord religious faith the kind of exalted respect we do here in America, you've already lost the argument that mass delusion is bad. Oh, you deluded Christians. It's fun to laugh at QAnon with the baby-eating lizard people in the pedophile pizza parlors, but have you ever read the book of Revelation, Mars said to a smattering of flaws? That's the Bible. That's your holy book, Christians. Marr went on to scoff at the symbolic content of Revelation, which he seemingly assumed was meant to be taken literally. Well, I believe a lot of it is literal. I believe most of it's literal. The only things that aren't literal is when God explains the symbol to you. Like the seven golden candlesticks are the seven churches. That's symbolic. The candlesticks were symbolic of the churches. That's when you know you have a symbol. But I believe the rest literal. When God says it's literal, I believe it's literal. Magic religious thinking is a virus. 
and QAnon is just its current mutation, Mar argued. That's why megachurches play QAnon videos. It's the same basic plot. Q is a prophet. Trump is the Messiah. There's an apocalyptic event looming, the storm. There's a titanic struggle of good versus evil. If you want to win, just keep those checks coming in. Marr claimed that the the reason the Trump mob believes in him is because they're religious. Well, you're religious too, Bill Marr. You just have vain antichrist religion, but you're religious. If you're a QAnon fanatic, you're also a fundamentalist Christian. Oh, no, you're not. No. And some of us weren't Trumpsters either. Some of us told it like it was that ain't biblical christianity and that guy ain't a christian but like aaron said right there on the on the thread but you guys are the same people that believe in magic genders because you don't have any proof for multiple genders you don't have any science for multiple genders it's just your religious belief That's your religious belief. Right? Mar likened the Capitol riot to a revival meeting, mocking the people who were praying at the event and displaying religious signs. By the way, there were probably real Christians at that event. They weren't inside there doing that. They were down where Trump was speaking, and they probably were praying. There's probably were some God-fearing people there. He pointed out the senators who voted to object to the election results in Arizona were evangelical Christians. Well, I don't believe the election results, because I don't believe anything you people say. I believe you're all a bunch of liars. Pointing to Thomas Paine's The Age of Reason, Marr concluded that religious people are going against the intention of the Founding Fathers to base the nation on, on reason instead of faith. So what did all this cause? It caused the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme Christ. That's what it was meant to do. And that's what all that stuff was meant to do. Trust the plan. Seriously, I was in this private chat thing on on Facebook, and all these guys were saying all this stuff Trump was going to do. And, oh, he's going to do this, and mega man, and all this stuff is going to happen, and, and QAnon, and they're going to do this, and martial law is going to break out, and he's going he's gonna to put it down, and they're already under arrest. They're already in hiding. This is already happening, and all this stuff. And I'm like, and I, I, I kept mocking them. Breaking news, nothing's going to happen. That's what I kept saying. Stuff like that. Because it was stupid. But that's what it was meant to do. That's what they were doing. That's what the cancel culture is about, though. To make things look so ridiculous and idiotic... When they're the witches that are actually doing it. 
Like, these guys believe in witchcraft. These guys believe in imagining that you're a gender, so then you are that, you are that gender. Well, that's magic. That's a belief system. That's a faith that they hold to. That's what they do. So that's what the cancel culture is about. It's to shut up Christians. It's to try to shame Christians. That's what it's about. That's what it was for. Right? That's the end game. That's the end goal. That's the plan. Trust the plan. All right, I'm going to play a song, guys. If you have any questions, comments, if you're on here for the first time or maybe you haven't been on here for a while or whatever, uh, say hi. Um, if you can, if you're, if you're not driving and everything's all safe, uh, say hi to us. Maybe you're just checking in or whatever the case may be. I'll give you some time. Steal away, steal away, steal away to Jesus. Steal away, steal away home. I ain't got long to stay Steal away, steal away, steal away to Jesus. Steal away, steal away home. I ain't got long to stay. The trumpet sounds within my soul I ain't got long to stay Oh! 
lightning The trumpet sounds within my soul I ain't got long to stay I appreciate that. I really do. Good to have you on here, and I hope you're all doing well. And uh, anyway, so uh, we'll be back, Lord willing, on Friday with another broadcast. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about quite yet, but I'll figure that out. The Lord will show me, and... But uh, I enjoyed uh, talking about this today just because I know it's necessary. But. It's good to have you folks on here, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Hope your family's doing Maybe you're from out of the country. Anybody from out of the country? We got some from Scotland there. Anybody else from the UK, Canada? Uh, where at? All over the world. I wonder if you're listening here. Wonder if you are. Let's see. We'll play one more song here. Let's see. Let me see. How about... We are often tossed and driven on the restless sea of time Somber skies and howling tempest all succeed a bright sunshine In that land of perfect day when the mist have rolled away We will understand it better by and by by and by when the morning comes when all the saints of god are gathered home we will tell the story of how we've overcome and we'll understand it better by and by We are often destitute of the things that life demands Want of food and want of shelter, thirsty hills and barren lands We are trusting in the Lord and according to His word We will understand it better by and by 
Oh, by and by, when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathered home, we will tell the story of how we've overcome, and we'll understand it better by and by. Trials dark on every hand, and we cannot understand all the ways that God would lead us to that blessed promised land. But He guides us with His eye, and we'll follow till we die. For we'll understand it better by and by. Oh, by and by, when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathered home, we will tell the story of how we've overcome, and we'll understand it better by and by. Oh, by and by, when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathered home, we will tell the story of how we've overcome, and we'll understand it better by and by, and we'll understand it better by and by. Amen. We'll understand it better by and by. All right, everybody. God bless you. Take care of yourselves, and I appreciate your prayers. Please continue to pray for us and pray for our ministry here. Let me give you some information, as I always do. Uh, let's see. Here is our. So they changed sermon audio around a little bit with a few things, but I think it should be fine for you guys. Um, this is the latest sermons here on Sermon Audio. More to come on YouTube tonight. Uh, we'll have some on there. Uh, let's see. And then. If you want to support our ministry, you can go to paypal.com and you can send your support to salvationpreacher at gmail.com or you can send it through PayPal to pastorcooley at iCloud.com um, through PayPal. You can also click the button here, give on our page and then click PayPal and do it that way. Or you can give down here below. You can mail us a check. Um, and uh, right here to 1030 Highway South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. We are not a 501c3. We do not have tax-exempt status. We do not mail you a receipt saying that you gave us a bunch of money. Uh, we don't do any of those things. So if you're giving, you're giving because you want to see the work of the ministry prosper and the work of the Lord prosper for the gospel to go out into all the world and the truth of the scriptures and to earnestly contend for the faith which is once delivered unto the saints. So we thank you for that and your prayers and everything like that. And we will be back. Uh, this is to pastor. Any opinions about the COVID vaccine? Yeah, don't let them stick that in your arm. That's my opinion. Don't let them stick it in your arm. People are dying from it. It's only been vetted for three months. You have absolutely no reason whatsoever to trust it. None whatsoever. Do not trust that vaccine because you have no reason to trust it. Period. 
no reason to trust it. Uh, go. I would go to David Knight's uh, Twitter page, uh, David Knight, and look at some of his information that he's talked about the vaccine and everything else. I'm not an expert on any of that stuff, but um, he's gathered a lot of information on that, and I would check his page out for that. But I would not stick a needle in my arm as something that was tested for three months that the average is supposed to be tested for like three years. And people are dying. Um, old people are dying. And they're trying to talk old. They called my dad yesterday. I was on the phone. I was helping my dad with something on his phone. And they called my dad. And they were like, and I had him on speakerphone. They said, oh, uh, Mr. Cooley, uh, we're trying to schedule your um, COVID vaccine. And he goes, I don't want that thing. I said, nope, click. Uh, K-N-I-G-H-T, David Knight. Again, I'm not saying, I don't know his theology or anything else like that. You know, that's just, I'm just talking about purely political from that standpoint. Um, You know, don't take your theology from internet people. But he's got a lot of facts that he gathers and everything. So anyway, God bless you. Thank you for supporting us and praying for us and everything else. I appreciate it. I'm grateful for it. I'll be ready to preach again tonight in about three hours or so. Looking forward to that. You pray for us. And it's cold here. But I got to go out for a walk and uh, walk 2.6 miles in the cold with my face. I had a face mask on like a whole, but that wasn't like one of these. It was one of those to cover up my skin because it was freezing. But anyway, I enjoyed the walk. I I did sweat. Paul said, you're going to sweat. And he's right. I did sweat out there. So I had Under Armour on and all that other good stuff. All right. Anyway, God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you again. Lord willing, on Friday, 11 a.m. Central Time to 1 p.m. Central.